The Morning Brew is brought to you by West Rock Coffee. It's time for your Morning Brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. With a big old in for Stink, the Nuggets win again. As David Adelman leading the Nuggets to back-to-back wins. This one, a 122-116 win over Minnesota. To me, what won the game was the end of the third quarter because we stayed in the game. You know, Nicole's in foul trouble, AG's in foul trouble, and Jamal just put us on his back. You know, we put him in a lot of actions and pick and rolls, and he did just enough where I felt like we're, we're in a good place going to the fourth quarter. That's what NBA games are. They're so long. There's, there's Sometimes it's not about, you know, when you make your run to win the game. It's when you make, you do just enough to stay in the game, and we did that. And the fourth quarter defense was much better. You know, only giving up 23 points. Yeah, good team win. Yeah, winning ugly. Winning pretty, who cares? Exactly. Back-to-back nights, even though you're at home. Lousy teams, doesn't matter. It can it can be difficult. Long 82-game schedule. The fact that they were able to summon up enough energy. And, and Jamal Murray. Jamal has been sort of, um, you know, he's just kind of been the complimentary guy. Yes. You know, throughout this, this season as he's working himself back into form, back into shape. And nice to see that when called upon, he can kind of, all right, you need me to be the leading man? I can be the leading man. Proof of that last night. That's why we take nothing away from Nikola Jokic and how we've seen him play the game of basketball this year, Mike. It's been absolutely sensational and, uh, and quite frankly, historic in my opinion. I watched him go against the L.A. Clippers. Oh, my goodness gracious. We're blowing out the Clippers. Nikola Jokic has three points at halftime. I watched the night before last night against the Trailblazers where he goes absolutely insane. Misses one shot, misses one free throw. And then I watched yesterday this him getting into foul trouble. Michael, uh, Michael, um, Jamal Murray having to put the team on his back, figuring out a way to win. But that's all Nikola Jokic saying, hey, you know what? On nights that I'm available, that I don't, and I'm not in foul trouble, you take the lead. You take the lead. Start building up that confidence brick by brick, layer by layer. So when we need it to happen, it happens and it's very seamless. And last night it was very seamless. By, by the way, do not, in case you uh, did not see the game, do not interpret what we're saying as uh, Nikola Jokic was a no-show yesterday. <laughs> All Nikola Jokic did was another triple-double, 31 points, 11 rebounds, 13 assists in 31 foul plague minutes. This guy is just, it's just stupid. It's so amazing. Call him the Joker, not because he jokes around. Call him the Joker because the Joker always has a sense of magic behind him. And Nikola Jokic has magic every single night. My goodness. All right. Next on the Morning Brew, Miko Rantanen and the Avs with another impressive win. Hopper's on the puck now. Shot by Rantanen. It scores. Rantanen able to sneak one past on the short side. And the Avs take a 1-0 lead. Three wins in a row after a 4-1 win over Calgary. No Kale McCarr out with a... Uh, uh, undisclosed injury. Really, is it? It's when, in the, somewhere in the midst. So when, when, when asked about it, Jared Bednar was asked, "Is it upper body 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 injury or lower body injury?" He said somewhere somewhere in there. Uh, <laughs> so there you go, hockey culture. But I, I talked about this in in the first segment. Oh, is that's why no matter what happens to the team this year, I know they're going to be in the playoffs. But no matter where they're seated, I know that I can trust this core of players to respond when called upon. They went into a lull, which I think was expected, but then after that team meeting where everybody was sort of like, hey, let, let's go out and remind people who we are. 
And what we've seen is three really strong performances. And who's been leading the way? Look at the core guys. Look at Miko Ranton in four goals in the last three games. Look at Artori Lekin in five goals in the last uh, three games. Nathan McKinnon, two goals, six assists in the uh, last three games. It's just a reminder that this is a team we can trust. A team we could trust, a team that when it's healthy, we know exactly what it's going to do, but a team that had to figure out a way how to win early. Um, watching the Avs right now, watching what Miko Rantanen has done this year is absolutely just crazy. Gets, what, 30 and 31 yesterday, and he just continues to go in the right direction. But it's nice to see the surrounding cast starting to pick up their things. I thought JT Comfort, he was absolutely insane yesterday. And Atari Lakinen. He's coming along yep. as well. Now he's becoming this off, all of a sudden offensive weapon. Scored two last night. Scored two a couple nights ago yep. as well. Yep. So it's nice to see that there are other faces all as well as the usual suspects, the usual stars stepping up. Next on the Morning Brew, our 9 News Bronco insider, Mike Kliss, bringing us up to date on uh, what is going on with Bronco's coaching search. A third name has emerged as a potential favorite. David Shaw. From Stanford. And we talked a lot about David Shaw with his connections to Jim Harbaugh, but Harbaugh out of the mix now. What are your thoughts on uh, not only a first-time head coach, but a guy to be coming from college where the track record is bad, really bad for college coaches coming to the NFL? Um, it, That's interesting. I, I saw Mike's article, and I can't not – I can't buy it. I just cannot – David Shaw would signal immediately change completely on offense and most likely change schematically on defense as well. You tell me what college football teams are running three fours. No, you see four three in college. That, that's what you see all these big time schools running. So now the Broncos and their three four personnel defensively, you're probably going to be going in a different direction that way. And you don't just have a college head coach now that has been a longtime college head coach, never been an NFL coach, and pair them with people that are already here. So I don't think the coach ever would be here as well. So I think. It would be a lot of change for this Broncos team. For the second round of interviews, the final interviews, before they make a decision, George Payton, who's been part of the first round, will not be part of the second round. Oh. It's just the ownership. It'll be Greg Penner, but then joined by his wife and by Rob Walton. Do we read anything into George Payton not being involved in the second round? Um, the final round. Yes. Final Jeopardy. Yes, he's the GM. Um, Greg Penner continues to publicly spank George Payton and publicly put him in timeout. Hey, it's not enough that you're in timeout. Like, we're going to let you know that while you were in timeout, that you were sitting there, that you were crying, and you kept on getting up and trying to get out of timeout. So we're going to keep you there for a little longer. Um, I, this is crazy to me. It, it blows my mind. As a GM, I, I get it. You go through the first round of interviews, but all of a sudden it's like, even if you're just in the back room right, and not right, saying anything, right, right. why is this coming out right well, here? I, so I have issues with it, but at the same time, George Payton, you, you, you're probably right now, you're on the hook for the worst trade in NFL history. He's neutered. His power's been neutered. <laughs> hey, all right, it's clear. It, once they had the press conference with Greg Penner and George Payton, it was very clear. Uh, George Payton is the GM in title only. He does not have the power. His power has been... Uh, if not entirely stripped, it has certainly, certainly been watered down. Next on the Morning Brew, the uh, CU Buffs schedule is out. Deion Sanders 
first year schedule is out. And I've heard words to describe it. Brutal. Tough. Murderous. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I cannot attach any of those words to any schedule that is built around the Pac-12. Mm. What are you talking Come on. Mm. Come on. This is the Pac-12. Out of the Power Five, routinely, annually, thought to be the fifth of the Power Five conferences, maybe the fourth, but but certainly never thought of in the top three. So do not try to tell me that a schedule that is built around the Pac-12 is murderous. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, there's still this thing called ACC football, SEC football, Big Ten football. So when we start talking about the Pac-12, it's Big like, 12 okay, football. Let, let's let, yeah, Big 12 as well. But we start talking about the Pac-12, it's kind of like okay, really. That's what you think, especially with the. And I don't, I don't want this to be misperceived because I absolutely do like it, and I'm here for it. But when you have a head coach that, that sits there and is on every social media opportunity, it takes every opportunity to, to has his own camera crew filming him. That's constantly pumping out content. He's a content provider. You don't think the NCAA is like, hey. Let, let's get them a nice little hard schedule. Let's let's figure it out. And oh, by the way, when you, you have so many kids transfer and what one of the best transfer portals, number one, has, number, number one, one. You, you thought that they were just going to say, Here, here's here's a nice well, easy schedule should, in yeah, your eyes. And with with the with the transfer portal and the way you, you can immediately turn it, it's it's free agency. It, it's college football's free agency now. And you can turn over your team and improve your team dramatically. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why so many people are like, "Hey, yeah, Dion's here," but oh, hey, slow baby steps. You know, maybe four wins. Four wins. Come on, this team should be in a bowl game next year. I, I, I want to congratulate Scrappy Will Peterson at uh, DenverSports.com. He was saying, "Yeah, they should be eight win, eight, eight and four, eight wins. Great. Yes, let's put some real, let's put some real expectations to it. Why are we uh, all excited, but then stopping short by saying, "Whoa, the schedule, schedule's hard." It's the Pac-12. Oh my God! All right, that'll do it. Uh, that is the morning brew.